Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So about Michael Jordan, how you go hit from outside the finals? You can't even get in. Alrighty, welcome back. This is part two of our mock draft where we give Jason the GM hat and let him go at it. So where yes. we left off at, <laughs> where we left <laughs> off at, give me one second, pull up my notes, give me one moment. Um, we left off at pick number 16 for the Oklahoma City Thunder. We left off at Cam Thomas. We were talking about how he was, a, you know, a great a great bucket getter, you know, um, 23 points per game. And he's not really a great defender, but when you want a bucket, you definitely can rely on him to get that. And that would be something that'd be great to be paired next to Shea Gilgis Alexander. So moving mm-hmm. on from there, we have the 15th pick. And with the 15th Ooh. pick, <laughs> you're me off guard there. All right. And with the 15th pick in the NBA draft, we have the Washington Wizards who needs help desperately oh my god the best player no not the best player the third best player is Rui Hachimura not really talking about Rui Hachimura yes. because we don't I don't really know what you'll turn it to but they need help yeah they need help mm-hmm. please help yes. them Jason what you got for me Trey Murphy okay this guy is a junior coming out of college he's 6'9 with a seven foot swing span wait wait he shoots 43 percent from the three-point range and there's more <laughs> He is athletic, too. He has potential to develop into a scorer. When you pair that with defending, this is, a this is for starters, this guy is a lot of people's second rounds. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what they're watching. Okay. Throw it away. Right. <laughs> this guy is six foot nine with borderline, borderline slam dunk bounce. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's shooting 43% from the three-point line. No, he does not have much other skill other than that at this point in time. But I know right off the bat, he can be a great 3 and D guy at the small forward position. Chris, what do we keep on uh, talking about with the Washington Wizards? They have one of his deadest board Bertans playing defense. And great. Robin Lopez, like, this team needs help. This, is a, <laughs> this guy is day one. Day one, no matter what, you're starting small forward. Right. Right. You get size. You get great defense. Right, and you get great shooting with a little bit of possibility, maybe one day all star level score. You know, it's far away, but he has the athleticism dynamic paired with the height with a 43% three point percentage. This is exactly what they need. I don't know why he's so low for so many teams. My big board is 22. From the Wizards, I reach for a perfect fit like this because he, he is a perfect fit. 
I chose him over Franz Wagner because I don't know if he can be the defender that I think this guy can be, and I'm not certain he's going to be as good of a shooter as I know this guy is. So I'm taking Trey Murphy every time, to be quite frank. Yeah. That's Definitely taking reference. Trey Murphy. Definitely taking Trey Murphy. I mean, like you said, like he was shooting 40%, I mean, 40% from, from three-point line. You know what I mean? Then he's mm-hmm. also averaging about 11 points a game. That's 11 to possibly 15 points per game that he could possibly turn into. It seems like he works for it. So, yeah. you know, a big upside. Um, <clears throat> definitely a perfect fit for the Washington Wizards, like we're saying. This this team right now is drowning. <laughs> yeah, drowning. It's drowning, yes. and he's the life of this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I feel like this is a great help. Yeah. Great help with 15. <clears throat> okay. And with the 14th pick in the NBA draft, Start of the lottery. <laughs> Golden State Warriors. Select Isaiah Jackson. Now, this guy is not a ton of muscle, six foot ten, six foot nine. But what he is is a phenomenal defender. It's great lateral lateral movement for that size. Who so I um offer lob upside. I'm not saying this guy's gonna be a great post guy. I don't believe that at all. But he reminds me a little bit of Montrez Harrell with the way of the energy he plays with. You know what I mean? Which I love that from a center, right? It means he's going to attack the boards and play aggressive and play with a lot of edge. So that really, really makes me happy about this guy. Um, he's, I think, at best case scenario, you're getting like a 15-point-per-game s- score. But I feel like what he's perfect for if I'm the Golden State Warriors is you have Steph Curry, you have Klay Thompson, you have Jordan Poole at the backup guard position. So I don't really believe in drafting another six foot four guy like Cam Thomas when you already have Jordan Poole. That's redundancy, right? So mm-hmm. you have Draymond Green too. You have Har- uh, not Harrison Barnes, Andrew Wiggins, and uh, James Wiseman. This guy is perfect backup day one. You don't have to sign anybody free agency wise. He's your backup center day one. It's perfect, and maybe sometimes if you want to play bigger, he can be your power forward. He's switchable. He's going to move well. This if he fits the way they like to play. So yeah, this is this is my guy for the Warriors. I think he's a sophomore. I think he was a transfer from another college, but he played at Kentucky. So yeah, this is my guy for the Golden State Warriors. Started the lottery. Yeah, he's one of our Kentucky Wildcats. Cats. We know what Kentucky is able to do when it comes to bigs. You know, they produce mm-hmm. the Anthony Davis. They produce the Demarcus Cousins. You know, what I mean, they produce the um, is his name Marcus Bagley as well for the center for the Sacramento. Uh, he, he he was from Duke. He's from Duke. Okay, never mind. Wrong person. Um, so this is an SEC all defense. I mean, he's gonna give you defense right away. Um, he was all yes. freshman too as well for the SEC conference, even though he was only scoring about eight point four points per game. So there's something that's in this guy who's um ready for that next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Okay. And we're moving right along. <clears throat> and with the 13th pick in the NBA draft, we have Rick Carlisle's Indiana Pacers. Mm. They choose Corey Kispert. I love the fact that you said Rick Carl's Indiana Pacers because I'm kind of going off gut instinct here. So I've heard for a long time about their center. I can't think of his name right now. Um, Indiana Pacers center. Uh, uh, Miles Turner. Miles Turner, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised. This is a little bit of a stretch. But if I'm the Indiana Pacers, 
I'm guessing Rick Carl saying, I want TJ Warren at the four. I want Sabonis at the five. I want a shooter at the three. I want Karis Levert at the two and Michael Brogham at the one. Rick Carlisle's not a huge believer in the post play, right? So I'm not, I'm not thinking that he, I really feel like that's a pro- probably what's going to happen. So if I'm the Indiana Pacers GM, having a six foot seven guy who's what do you shoot from the three point line? I don't have it in front of me. Somewhere in the forties, right? Yeah, 40, 40.8 percent for his career. Forty four percent for that last year. Yep, he's six foot seven. He he plays differently than what I thought. So he's 22. He he runs off of more pick and roll screens than I thought. He has more creation with a ball in his hands than I thought. So I feel like there's like a 2% chance that this guy develops into an actual score. Um, but I feel like he's a perfect fit on the wing at the very least as a shooter uh, with the three and D with the way the league's playing. And, you know, he kind of fit, even though he's 22, he kind of fits with the age timeline of the rest of the team. So I feel like that's a perfect fit. I'm going off a gut instinct here, but I'm guessing if Rick Carlo is my coach, he wants to play a little smaller and have Sabonis at the five. So I'm I'm going to get my three. Uh, he's a perfect fit. If uh, that's not the way that they're going to play, then you know he's he's your backup small forward until you figure out who you want between him and TJ Warren. Yeah. Then you have just a couple quick uh, stats about him. Um, he averaged about 18.6 points, you know, in his following in his last year. He is kind of a glue guy. He's been a zigzag for four years of his NBA career. I mean, for, of his college career. Um, then he fell down to about 11.6 points. So, he, you know, it took a little bit of drop on there. Um, NCAA all region because this is AA uh, 2020-2021 WCC player of the year. Two times mm. all WCC and 2021 all WCC tourney. So, I mean, this guy is, you know. I think he's ready for that uh, next level, just like most of the other players here on this list. And like I say, he's a glue guy. So, I mean, this is something that Rick Carlisle might, if he chooses this way, mm-hmm. um, something that he might enjoy because he seems to like those players who stick around for a while. You know, he's not yeah. he's not against it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's also on my 14 of my big board. I forgot to mention that. Oh, okay. a little bit, just a level lower. Not too bad. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> And with the 12th pick in the 2021 NBA draft, the San Antonio Spurs select Kai Jones. Greg Pop. Now this might <laughs> Greg Pop, yes. This might be one of my more controversial things that we're going to talk about other than who's number 1. This guy's my big board number 6. All right, I he's is a borderline at the end of the lottery guy. He's six foot eleven, which with generational athleticism. That is great building blocks. Yeah. He's six foot eleven with generational athleticism with the ability to put the ball on the floor a little bit. And the ability to shoot from three already. I think he's a sophomore. He is in the top tier of athleticism. I yeah, I, sophomore. I, I I what he what he he has he flashes the euro and what scares me at least not scares me but what scares me for the nba is he flashes Giannis level skill sometimes with the size right mm-hmm. and with the speed he i i can't believe i'm saying it because i really believe Giannis is a phenomenal athlete but he's a Giannis level athlete it's a little different 
because I don't think he can put on the muscle that Giannis can have, but he has more scoring skill than Giannis has from mid-range out already. Mm. So that's what's scary with this guy. He has a huge upside. What I feel like people are really missing is worst case scenario, this guy's a phenomenal defender. I saw this guy block Cade Cunningham and make Cade Cunningham's shots tough. Cade Cunningham is a phenomenal player. Everybody thinks he's going to be the number one pick in the draft, right? This guy is a, a elite. He could be the best defensive player in the NBA, Chris. This guy is a generational athlete. Mm. He is special. I I wouldn't go. I wouldn't be saying if I said he's in a LeBron James, Michael Jordan tier of athlete. It wouldn't be crazy. I wow. wouldn't be surprised if he's a little more athletic than, than Kevin Garnett. This is how ridiculous of this guy is. And I wow. feel like and people don't see that as worst case scenario. He is a perfect lob threat in the pick and roll, can create a little bit, and will play be able to play phenomenal defense, mm. which is why I have him higher. But the San Antonio Spurs, oh, this is a perfect fit. They developed Kawhi, who didn't come in with a ton of skill. Greg Popovich is prop. They probably have one of the greatest organizations in basketball down there in San Antonio. A guy with this high level of athleticism and already flashing some sort of skill with that, it is a match made in heaven. If I'm the San Antonio Spurs with no reason for anybody to watch me play basketball and Greg Popovich is coaching our team to be better than what the talent really is, I'm running to the podium for who I think is an athlete-wise, a generational guy. This is special. I don't know if he'll ever develop the skill, and yeah, there is some bust here, but the upside the upside is Bortle MVP. This, this, this is this guy's upside. So I'm a big believer in this guy more than a lot of people, um, which I understand because his stat line's not that good. But uh, this guy, yeah, in my opinion, he's a special athlete. He just needs the right situation. And dear God, is Greg Popovich perfect? Greg Pop does does do very well developing players. We've seen with Kawhi. We didn't know who the hell Kawhi was when he came in the league. And then yes. he becomes a... <laughs> he did not have that offensive skill in San Antonio State. Hell, he was a great defender, but not at all what he is. Pounds MVP, you know what I mean? And come on now, like, this is what Greg Pop does. This player will be perfect for him if he can develop into what he what we think he can become. Mm. NBA is gonna be scary. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, moving on. So, <clears throat> with the eleventh pick in the NBA draft, the Michael Jordan Charlotte Hornets select Davion Mitchell. So. I had this guy higher, and then I realized he's a junior. I thought people had him a little higher because he was a freshman. Um, six foot one. This guy is probably going to be a Drew Holiday level defender. Uh, he's phenomenal. He flashes Donovan Mitchell like moves with the creating his space. I mean, I think this guy shoot like what forty four percent from three or something ridiculous like that. His three yeah. point percentage is absolutely special, and it's all really tough shots. Um, and this guy probably, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes higher. A lot of people have him like seven or eight. Um, but I have him lower because he's a junior. But uh, this guy is really special. And uh, he has shot-creating ability on the next level, which is hard to find. He, he is six one though. But you have LaMelo Ball, right? I, I don't care about Terry Rozier. I don't care about... Uh, 
who's the, I don't care about what's that Devonte Graham, right? Yeah. Here's who you're trying you're trying to say. We have Lamelo Ball in the future. We have that who's that power forward from Michigan State? I, I think this is my um not Miles Bridges. What's the other one? Yeah, it's Miles Bridges. It's Miles Bridges. You have okay. him lob threat with Lamelo Ball. That's long term. PJ Washington. Yeah. This is the right pairing, right? Because he guards point guards phenomenally. And he's he's shorter, which may get exposed on a lot of teams, but this is a perfect fit with the Hornets. So I yeah, I think this is it's kind of like the Shea Gilgis with Cam Thomas pairing, except Davion Mitchell might be a little bit more ta- uh uh more developed at this point in time in his career. But yeah, this I, this is a pairing that I feel like would really work long term for the Hornets. Yeah, he um played for two teams. He was uh went to Auburn and got and then uh transferred to Baylor. Won a championship. So now he has a championship DNA as well. Um, NCAA All Tourney, two time All Big 12, 2020 2021 Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. Now you got the defensive capabilities along with the scoring potential as well. NCAA All Region and two time Big 12 All Defense. Now he's won it. He's the, he was Defensive Player of the Year and he won the, and he was named to the All Defensive Team twice for the Big 12. He's also 12 on my bid board, so it's a lucky number. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Now, as we're yeah. reaching the top 10 of this draft. Yes, sir. Reaching the top 10. Okay. And with the 10th pick in the 2021 NBA draft, the New Orleans Pelicans select. Man, Jalen Suggs. A lot of people are going to hate me for this one. Um, I have him eight on my big board, which is lower. Most people have him in the top five, top four. Um. So this guy has got good size, 6'2", 6'3", freshman, solid athlete, uh, can shot create a little bit. He can hit an open three. He doesn't really take over games, which scares me a little bit. In the NCAA tournament run, he didn't really, like when the offense was stalled, he didn't say, okay, I'm going to take over now which scares me a little bit with a guy who's supposed to have as much talent as he is. What also scares me is he's a stronger guy, right? This is a guy who's a football guy and a basketball guy. So he comes in the league with more strength. He's a highly recruited prospect, highly touted. Um, What scares me is he reminds me of Eric Bledsoe. Mm. That's Eric Bledsoe is a really built guy. He's a pretty solid athlete. He can finish around the rim, but he might be a little bit fool's gold coming into the NBA because he's not going to be able to finish at the level he did in in college. Right. Mm. So that's kind of where I'm going with this, even though Eric Bledsoe at peak 17, 18 points per game. I feel like if you're the New Orleans Pelicans, with the guys that are left, I know that there's some talk about them trading Lonzo Ball. I wouldn't do that, but he's smaller, 6'2", 6'3". They literally have Eric Bledsoe on that team. So they obviously want somebody who can penetrate and get to the rim and finish. Mm-hmm. I, I just The reason why I have him a little lower is there's, there's so many great point guards in the league, and I just don't really believe that he's at that tier. He's a pretty solid passer, but he's not you know anything to write home about. But I feel like he would fit for the Pelicans. He's, you know, they have a young team down there. So, and I have him eight on my big board still. So, yeah, I have Jalen Suggs a little lower than everybody else. But it's, you know, it's my, it's my take. Yeah. 
Jalen Suggs, Pelicans. Jalen Suggs, you know, he played for the Gonzag. He's a zigzag. Mm-hmm. Averaged about 14.4 points per game, about 4.5 assists per game, and hit about 33.7% of his free throw. I mean, of his three pointers. So, I mean, he's a pretty solid player. Um, hmm. you, you may or may not see what you want to see out of this guy, though. He's kind of, he's kind of iffy. Um, but he was mm-hmm. able to win the NCAA All Tourney consensus AA 2021 All WCC Tourney, and he was the WCC mm-hmm. Rookie of the Year for this year. WCC Tourney MVP. Wow. Mm-hmm. WCC All Freshman and All WCC and All Region for the NCAA. So I think he has a big upside, but he can go either way with them. We don't know what he's going to turn into the NBA. Yeah. Yep, I'm a little lower, but it's because Eric Bledsoe scares me. And the comparison when I made that comparison, I was like, "That's yeah. not good. It's no. not good." <laughs> I where people have him. Top five pick is supposed to be okay. I have a, this guy. I think this guy has a chance to be, you know, his upside is real to be the star of our team, right? right. So this is that I if I'm thinking Eric Bledsoe, it's not what I'm looking for here. Yeah, I wouldn't consider him no. top five anything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All righty, not to be hating, but now, please, 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 Jason, help this mm. team out. This team needs help more than anybody. Oh, wow. Okay. All righty. And with the number nine pick in the Sacramento Kings. They select Zaire Williams. So a lot of people have this guy 14 to 15-ish. He's six nine, um, but his three point percentage is thirty percent. Right, he doesn't score as many points. Can you pull it? Do you know what his points per game is? Yeah, I'm trying to pull it up now. Okay, so at basically, this guy's every shot is tough shots. It's all step backs. He uses his size to create space. He basically has NBA moves. Um, it's rare for somebody this young. He's a freshman to have the moves that he does have. Um, he's a tough shot maker, tough shot shooter. Um, he does not have the consistency yet, but he has the athleticism and the moves already there. And I feel like a lot of people have this off. They'll look for, okay, this guy has high upside. He's an athlete at the wing position and he's young. We'll take him above the guy who I think is already making the moves that you hope that guy can develop and shoot. Do you have his three point percentage? I feel like you're trying to say something. Yeah, yeah. So it's a uh, twenty nine. Oh yeah. So it's twenty nine point one three point percentage okay. field goal and ten point seven points per game. Right. That's a little underwhelming for a guy that's this high. So that's what it is. It's not consistent yet, but he does have all star upside. He's also six nine. He's growing. I think he's like six nine and three fours. So he's grown. I think he came into the this year like six eight or six seven. So we don't know what he might grow into. Um, he he's not filled out at all. He's like Brandon Ingram level strength coming into the NBA, which means that I'm saying he has none. Brandon Ingram with sticks, okay? Yeah. Which hurts them, right? So now it makes it harder to get my shot off. Harder for me to create space, and then it's harder for me to finish at the rim which we know Brandon Ingram can do right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is, this is why I think it is. I feel like he's naturally going to put on muscle. I feel like he shot 80% from the free throw line. Which yeah. A lot of people say if this guy can shoot in the free throw line, okay, 
that's going to translate to the NBA. I feel like he has good shooting form and good arc. So this is the guy I would take a shot on from the Sacramento Kings. You have uh, De'Aaron Fox. You have Tyrese Halliburton. You have Bagley. Uh, you have Harry Giles. Like They have guys that are not threes that they believe on the team, so they need a three. And I feel like this guy fits with the way they play, the pace they play, and he has high upside. So this is the kind of guy that I would draft for the Sacramento Kings. I'm he, he, on my big board. He's nine. Definitely save the Sacramento Kings for this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Take a chance on him. I mean, you're not talking yes. to anybody to pair next to him. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <clears throat> with the number eight pick in the 2021 NBA draft, the Orlando Magic select Jalen Johnson. Now, I have this guy a little lower on my big board. I have him 18. Uh, I'm not 18, 16. This guy's also a small forward. He's 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, he has a really well-built body. Uh, he's a solid passer. He he can't really shoot from three well. His three-point percentage may be okay, but it's all off-the-ball threes and really wide-open threes. It's not tough shot making. He doesn't really have mid-range game. What scares me is some post-game, and he, has, he just kind of uses his size. His skill set kind of reminds me of Japari Parker a little bit, which also scares me. Um, so this guy did not had an underwhelming year at uh, in in college. His three point shot is also very slow. I'm worried about his form a little bit, but the reason why, if I'm the Orlando Magic, um, is because. You have Jonathan Isaac, you have Mo Bamba, they have uh, Cole Anthony, Markel Fultz. Like, they have a bunch of guys that we don't really know who they are yet, right? We don't know who their starting point guard of the future is yet. We don't know if Jonathan Isaac's that good yet. So I feel like even though I personally like Zaire Williamson more, I think that Jalen Johnson's more of a project because his upside is higher um, just because one day he could be a point forward, right? That's what it is. Um, But yeah, so if I'm the Orlando Magic, you know, I'm so far away from being competitive that you take a a shot on a guy like this. I I wouldn't be surprised if he busts, but uh, yep, this is why I have the Orlando Magic taking it eight. Um, there are a million and one Jalen Johnsons. Uh, what team did you play for? Duke. Duke. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm over here trying to find him. I'm he like, also it? is the player that uh, left halfway through the season, quit basketball Whoa. in college. So that might be a red flag. You have to know who the guy is as a person and know if he's a hard worker because you know quitting on the team halfway through the season because his his draft stock was falling is not really good. Yeah, that's not good either. No, that's not something you you look for in a player. That's probably why he's probably really lower. I don't even know if teams will even take a chance on him. Uh, It's just the body and the ability to finish at the rim paired with passing. You know, that's why he's going to be drafted where he probably will be. Okay. And with the seventh pick in the 2021 NBA draft, the Golden State Warriors select 
Scotty Barnes. Oh my gosh, is this the mad matchmaker in heaven? This guy is a six foot eight point forward. Was probably uh, a borderline Scotty Pippen ish level defender. Uh, he's not that great of a three point shooter yet, but he plays with a lot of energy. I love the energy that he plays with. He he is a great passer for his size. I feel like he can definitely become an all NBA defender. So what this is is the Draymond Green role. He can be the guy that can you can develop to be the Draymond Green role, and he's our backup power forward day one. Right, this guy's gonna be a phenomenal defender. He's a great passer for his size, which is perfect for the Golden State Warriors. He's a glue guy. He day one be a great role player. I don't really see all star potential from this guy, but I feel like he's one of those unique prospects where you feel very safe about great role guy mm. with perfect fit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm. and then what you're gonna do is you're gonna pair him next to two of the greatest three point shooters in NBA history, and what he's gonna do, he's gonna right. develop that three point shot and get a lot better because mm-hmm. he's just gonna be a sponge. He wants to soak it up. He's gonna learn. Um, so we have the 2020 21 all ACC. He was an ACC all freshman. 2020 and 21 ACC 6 MO was MOI. Most improved. Is it is, it, is that what it's supposed to be? I don't I'm I don't know. Sure. I don't know the terms. <laughs> and 2021 all ACC tourney and the 2020 21 ACC rookie of the year. So this guy has a lot of potential. Um he's coming from Florida State averaging about 10.3 points per game. And like you said, about 27.5% from the three-point line. Yeah. All right. We're almost to that top five, but we're starting with number six. So with the number six pick in the 2021 NBA draft, the Oklahoma City Thunder select. So I made a little bit of a mistake. I'm just now realizing it. Oh, shoot. What happened? So I drafted two guys to basically do the same thing for Oklahoma City Thunder. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> um so I'm gonna switch five and six. I'm okay. Just gonna go rogue. All right. Uh so number six, <laughs> I had a new updated Jason Collins mock draft. We're saying, you know, let's let's do it better this time. Yeah. So uh Keon Jones. So this guy is 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six, I have him on my big board at number 10. A lot of people are in love with this guy because he has a 48-inch vertical, uh, which is ridiculous. Yeah, is ridiculous. but it, his skill set kind of reminds me of Sam Jones, which is scary. Uh, what I mean is he posts. He literally posts people up, Chris. He'll, he'll shoot from 12 feet out. It is not highly skilled yet at all. Mm. Um, the only reason why I didn't have him lower is because I see a lot of DeMar DeRozan. So I think because of that, because of that comparison, I feel like it's reasonable that this guy could one day, def- he's a high, high upside boomer bust guy. Um, you know, I guess with Shea Gilgis Alexander being so tall, he can in theory guard threes, or this guy could guard threes with his athleticism. So I feel like this pairing wouldn't be too bad. Um, 
So, yeah, this guy is a good range shooter. He's just not developed much at the three-point shot. He has an okay pick and roll, but it's just he just wins with athleticism. But he has high upside due to his traits. So, yeah, this is why I have him where I have him. Um, so, is it Keon Jones? What team did he play for? Tennessee. Keon, Keon, Jones. J- Keon Johnson. Oh, my bad. Sorry. Keon Johnson. Look at him. Keon Johnson. Okay, yeah. So he's averaging about eleven point three points per game, shooting mm-hmm. about twenty seven point one percent from the free from the three point line, a two point five assists per game, and he was SEC All Freshman. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Now we're getting to Nikki Nitty Gritty. Now we're in the top five of the mock draft. <laughs> it seems like, you know, he's been moving right along. You know, we're almost to the number one spot. You know, I don't know who he's going to pick. So, mm-hmm. hey, let's keep rolling with it. All right. My number five. Yeah, on my big board, this guy's number five. So don't think that this is, you know, I have him way higher. James Booknight. All right. This guy is from UConn. I literally blew up Chris's phone with a still shot of him hitting a mid-range shot over two people's hands. Uh, he's ridiculous. This guy is a bucket, okay? And, I mean, this guy is... He reminds me a lot of CJ McCollum. Mm. I mean, he is just really great off-balance, tough shots. He's really great at making taking great angles. He understands how to be the pick and roll a little bit. Um, the worry with a lot of teams is he does not have as great of three-point percentage this year, but it was because he had a wrist injury. Right. I mean, not a wrist injury, elbow injury. So basically, mm-hmm. he was shooting 33% from three-point range and 80% from the free throw line before his wrist injury and after it was... 62 from the free throw or 67 and 27 percent from the three-point range and freshman year he's shooting 33 to 34 so that shows me that he's going to be able to shoot the three at the next level and brad after doing research and finding out bradley beal shot 34 percent from the three-point line gave me some hope i really believe in this guy's shooting form and i mean this guy dropped 40 points against creighton who was the number nine ranked team at the time Mm -hmm. i mean he's a special bucket getter if you had to say there's jason i need to tell me a guy who's going to do better when he's worth than where he's drafted is this guy i really believe in this guy i really believe in his scoring ability and i know we just kind of changed up our lineup here because i had cam thomas going to okc i i didn't realize it after i edited it so uh so in the Lando Magic, you know, you, you either get to choose between Marco Fultz and Cole Anthony at the point guard position. You figure that out. And this guy's going to be the two guard. Honestly, I feel like he's a better player than all two of them. So, yeah, this is my guy, James Booknight. I love him. Love him. He's one of the greater tough shot makers in this draft. Mm, and that's going to be definitely something that's big going forward in the NBA. Because, I mean, you're going to have a different level of athlete defensively on you. So you have to be able yes. to score at will against these against these players. So um, he's is at eighteen point seven percent. I mean eighteen point seven point points per game. Um, that's a bucket. That's a bucket. That's definitely a bucket. Forty five percent, forty five point six percent field goal for his career, and thirty two percent from the field goal for his career. 
2019 to 2020 all AC, AAC, AAC all freshmen in 2020, 2021. Big E. He went to UConn. <clears throat> yep. Yep. He's a good, buff, good player. Good player. I love him. Same place as Cardiac Kimba. <laughs> yes, sir. Good college guards. Yeah. Stay this way right there. Mm-hmm. Ready. All right. Moving right along to the number four spot with the number four pick in the 2021 NBA draft. That's Toronto <laughs> Raptors select. Oh, man. Here's some more heat that I'm going to get. Evan Mobley. He's going to get his cancer. Yes. Yep. On my big board, he's four, so he's going to draft it exactly where the big board says he should. Um, athletically, it reminds me a little bit of Rudy Gobert, and defensively, it reminds me a little bit of Rudy Gobert. So that's great. That's a great start. Um, this guy shoots 30% from the three-point range, which isn't phenomenal, but it shows you enough flash to hopefully one day be a good three-point shooter. Um, this guy... Has a pretty solid potential in the NBA at being pretty solid center, but I'm gonna get right to it. I'm gonna get right to why a lot of people say this guy might be the number one pick in the draft. I think they're crazy. Okay, this is why. He is a center, right? He gets a lot of post touches. You the centers that I've seen be successful from getting post touches in college to the NBA have big bodies. DeMarcus Cousins, Carl Anthony Towns. You think David Robinson, even Miles Turner had a bigger body, right? This guy is built really thin, right? So he worries me. And the fact that after doing some more research to make sure I wasn't tripping, there's a lot of these highly athletic guys that people buy into that go really high that bust. I'm going to just list them off right now. Jackson Hayes. Jaron Jackson hasn't really shown what he was drafted to be. Mo Bamba. Oh, this guy is a three-point shooting big with great wingspan and could be a defender like uh, Rudy Gobert, Marvin Bagley, Willie Cauley-Stein, Nguyen's Noel. Like People really get caught up in looking at these more thinner built centers and thinking, oh, these guys are really athletic and they, it's kind of fool's gold because you need to have some sort of strength to it. And I don't believe that he's going to be able to develop strength. So I feel like the upside, though, and the possibility here of him proving me wrong is he has a little bit of shot creation, just a little bit of shot creation ability. Right. And Anthony Davis had a more developed skill set coming out of college. But I feel like if Evan Mobley is going to be an all-star, an all-NBA player, he's going to have to say, I'm not going to be able to dominate in the post, but I could be Anthony Davis-like. Now, he's got to do a lot of work to be like Anthony Davis. I feel like that's the best-case scenario. And I also feel like he's a great fit in the modern NBA with the pick and roll, right? Because he's a lob threat and he can space. Perfect. He's got great athletic feet, so he's not going to get exposed on the pick and roll on the defensive side. So I'm not saying this guy's going to bust and be out of the league because I think he'll be the center on whatever team he goes to, and he's going to be a great defender. But I, you know, I feel like for him to reach what I think people think he's going to be, he's got to look at Anthony Davis. I feel like that's that's his one percent chance. I don't really see it happening, 
but you know, I I could be wrong here. Uh, yeah. So that's that's my take on Evan Mobley. So yeah, what do you what do you think, Chris? Chris, let's see here. Let's see here. So <clears throat> definitely agree with that. Defensive wise, uh, he was NCAA All Region. 2020-2021 one Pac-12 Player of the Year, 2021 All Pac-12 Tourney, Pac-12 All Freshman, 2021 Rookie of the Year, the census AA, right. 2021 All Pac-12, Pac-12 All Defense, 2021 Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year. The only problem I see with this is that those players who like win major accolades, who are really highly touted over, who are great in college. I have a fear they become Adam Morrison, and I don't want this player to become Adam Morrison. No, no, he's not going to become Adam Morrison. Don't be Adam Morrison. Yeah, don't be a bus. <laughs> don't be a bus. Yeah, I hope he proves me wrong. Proves me wrong. Yeah. Best of luck. Oh my gosh. All righty. And with the third pick in the 2021 NBA draft. Hey. The Cleveland Cavaliers select Dion Waiters. <laughs> <laughs> I think the fuck not. <laughs> Somebody burn that letter right now. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> oh, we're not getting fired, Chris. No. I'm taking Jonathan Kuminga. Man, when I started this, I was like, whoa, this guy is special so basically this guy's six eight great body um he is yeah he has a really developed body for this uh time frame he's like 18 or 19 um six eight six seven this guy what he does is he he has kind of like zyra williams already nba all-star small forward moves right he has the step step backs he has the tough shots from mid-range he has the mid-range fadeaway he has the ability to finish at the rim if somebody tiny is gonna guard try to guard him in the post he's gonna post him up he has really good footwork already at a young age i he takes really good angles right this guy is showing you the potential of a bucket getter right so he reminds me of having the same moves as Kawhi Leonard. The reason why people have him lower is he shoots 25 to 26% from the three-point range, yep. which I understand that. But I watched him play. His shooting form is pretty solid. Um, and what it is, is it's not – it's all tough shots, right? This guy is not taking, um, you know, wide-open threes a lot. So it's – it's the kind of guy that even though it might not be there yet, this is the kind of guy you draft at three because in my opinion, offensively, he can be Kawhi Leonard, which is special because you have to have the body of Kawhi Leonard to be like Kawhi Leonard. And I think he has the body of Kawhi Leonard. It's rare. It's really rare for a small forward with his size to come in the league with the moves and understanding of the angles that he already has. Okay, and I don't really people want to label him as a raw prospect, which I do not like. I feel like NBA draft scouts and NBA people have it wrong. The look at these small forwards, like let's compare them to Isaac Coro. Isaac Coro is six six, right? Coming out of college, it was like okay, Isaac Coro's got great athleticism around the same age as this guy, six six, 
got good defensive player. Hey, maybe one day he'll develop into a score or two. But I would much rather draft the guy who already has all of the skill set of the scorers and just needs to develop a shot and develop consistency. The guy's 19. Okay, so this guy's a bucket. He's a he's a verified bucket. This guy is trying to score on everybody. I feel like for the Cavs, yeah, I just brought up Isaac Okoro, but I feel like this six eight in the modern NBA, you can get away with a six foot eight power forward defensively. So I feel like this guy offensively brings a lot more punch to Isaac Okoro. I feel like this guy has all all star, all NBA potential so maybe even i don't want to say mvp potential it's close he's not a great of a defender as quiet coming out so it's hard to say that but he's he's special he's a special guy these guys don't come out very often that are gifted like this i mean he was a number one recruit coming out of high school with the two guys that are above him so this guy's a special special guy it's just i feel like people have him a little too low to be honest with you and he also did skip college and went to the G League. So that's another player who has that playing against grown men. Playing against grown men who's been yes. to that, who's been to the highest level of basketball. So mm-hmm. they know, they know. Um, and another thing I wanted to say, I'm glad we said that because I kind of had something click in my brain. So I'm a big believer in the thing that we don't understand about these guys, and that us as outsiders cannot know is what their work ethic like looks like, okay? And I honestly believe that when you see somebody with the skills he has, the footwork he has, right, that shows me this guy works. You don't just magically one day gain those moves. You gain those moves in the gym, right? So I'd mm-hmm. rather take a chance on a guy who I think is a worker with his frame, you know what I mean? And that, that I'd much rather take if I was Isaac Okoro or this guy I would take him 10 times out of 10. I, I really I, I believe in him. Yeah. So I, I, I like guys who come in with skill sets because it makes me think that he probably is a gym rat. Yeah. It means he worked all his, it means he worked on his skills. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, top man. two, <laughs> this is like a nail biter now. Oh, I'm top it. two. Oh, are we going to get canceled? Are we going to get praised? How's it going to go? Well, for the addicts, tune in next time on Dragon Balls. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if I made this a part three, y'all kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So, with the number two pick in the 2021 NBA draft, the Houston Rockets select. I'm getting nervous just about to say it. K. Cunningham. Oh man. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Whew. All right, he's six foot eight. Uh, some people are saying he's a Luka Doncic level passer with Paul George scoring ability. Some people are saying this guy's a generational <clears throat> prospect, which I understand that he's he's basically going to be a pick and roll guy, right? Taller guy, six foot seven, six foot eight. He's slower. Um. I feel like the fact that Luka Doncic is in the NBA right now, what we're seeing with Cade Cunningham is what happened with Michael Jordan, with LeBron James. When there's a great star that's young, everybody's looking for the next him, right? right. So they're going to say, that guy could be that guy. We'll move him up the board. So this is what it is with Luka, right? People are saying this guy could be Luka, 
which this guy averaged 3.8 assists per game. Now, I understand you have to watch his game and understand he's a better passer than 3.8 persists, but I'm not going to say, oh my gosh, this guy's day one going to be tearing up defenses, passing the ball. He's going to be a 9-10 to 10 assist guy like Luka Doncic early in his career. I feel like at the pick and roll, he's going to have like 7-8-6, to but I, you know, I feel like that's off, and people are comparing to Paul George Scoring-wise, he is not the athlete Paul George is. People need to. People are really looking past this guy's slow feet. They're really they're like putting the blinders on like a horse past his slow feet. What scares me about his athleticism, he reminds me of T.J. Warren coming out of college athletically. T.J. Warren is not a good athlete in the NBA. He's more of a feet stuck to the ground. Use my size. But it's not, this guy is not a good athlete in the NBA. Kate Cunningham is not a good athlete in the NBA. Luka Doncic is a better athlete. Luka Doncic, when you watch him play in Spain, I, I w- made sure I wasn't tripping. So I was watching Luka, Luka Doncic film and I was watching Paul George film just to make sure I wasn't losing my mind. Luka Doncic was pushing the ball, playing with more pace. He was much more developed skilled wise from scoring. I mean, this guy does have flashes of creating ability, but it's not hyper skilled yet. Um, he's shooting 40% from three point range, which I love for great phenomenal. Uh, he can be a pretty great player in the pick and roll. I feel like he's, he's a He's one of the more unique, highly safe guys, right? I feel like we draft him on any team. He can be a good player on any team, right? I feel like this guy can be a borderline all-star. I don't think he can be, um, borderline MVP level, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's a borderline all NBA guy. I, I think he's about 95% of Luca. Um, but I, I just, I feel like people are overblowing a little, uh, just cause athletically is not, it's not great to look at. Um, and you know, the size thing and them saying he's going to be a great point guard. I just, I, he makes good passes, but it's not, uh, it's, it's just not the way he's perceived to be. There's a lot of hype around him. I feel like He's a number one pick level guy. Yeah, I understand that. It's just the guy I have above him is a little special. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely special. Uh, Alrighty. So, Kay Cunningham played for Oklahoma State, was consensus AA 2020-21, all Big 12, mm-hmm. Big 12 all freshmen, 2021-2021 Big 12 player of the year, 2021 all Big 12 tourney, and 2020-2021. Big 12 rookie of the year. Yeah. Averaged about 20.1 I mean, points. Okay. Yeah. If, and if I'm the Rockets too, this is a perfect fit. Like they need a, a guy who's going to be a ball ball guy. You know what I mean? Pick and roll, good decisions. It's a good pairing. You can space out Kevin Porter and rotate him with Kate Cunningham. Yeah. Sorry. I just make sure I forgot to take it from the Rockets point of view. My bad. Oh, no, 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 you no. Go. You're fine. You're fine. They're fine. That's all okay. I got to say. Now. Here's the shock of the century. <laughs> yes, sir. This is the big one. I'm going with I'm going with Jalen Green. I mean, this guy, G League, averaging 17 points per game. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but he's about 99% of Michael Jordan athletically. He's 6'5. Ooh. 
I've seen this guy float in the air, change hands, and finish. I've seen him. His his dunking ability is ridiculous. He's going to put pressure on the rim day one, right? This is a generational shooting guard athlete. I feel like you put Zach Levine, D. Wade, Michael Jordan, Clyde Drexler, Dr. J. Like he is in that group, okay? Which is special, right? And he's not just that. He shoots 30, what? 35% for three point range. What do you what do you have him at? Uh let's see. From three point range, 37%. 37% at this age is special doing against G leaguers and he's doing it off the dribble. He he's a better passer than I think people realize. So day one, he has the potential to be a pick and roll guy. Do you understand how much these athletic two guards spam the pick and roll Zach Levine? He's getting to the rim where he's dropping a bucket on you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? D Wade, even D Wade, they use him in the pick and roll all the time because it's a great thing for these athletic two guards to create space and for them to finish at the rim. If Michael Jordan was in the NBA right now, this is probably something he would be doing too. So this is, he's a special guy. He has high upside is already way more skilled than I pe- people think. I think people know he is. And so with the number one pick, you get a guy like this who I honestly think he could be the best player in the NBA. Mm. That's his upside. You do not pass him at a one. And the Detroit Pistons literally have nobody else on the team. You have Killian Hayes. Okay, you can be your point guard with Jalen Green. Perfect. Right? But this guy is it, it's it's special. It really is. He he is a rare and he's got one of those NBA wingspans. I don't know if he measured his NBA wingspan, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's six seven, six eight. Um, he's just he's you, you don't pass on this guy. You don't pass on this guy at number one. This is the kind of guy you draft number one. This is okay. We can't pass on this guy because his attributes match with what his skill set skill set already is. You can't. Like I honestly wouldn't be surprised if two or three years he's kind of like Zach Levine. I feel like Zach Levine makes this this me loving him make a lot more sense mm-hmm. because I can say, Oh, there's an athletic two guard that's dominating the NBA. There's an athletic two guard with a pretty solid three point shot. That's dominating the NBA without a developed mid range yet. So this, this guy could be Zach Levine. Like, and if you would redo the draft, you would take Zach Levine before you take Carl Anthony Towns. So this is, this is a special talent. And if you're Detroit, I loved Kay Cunningham. But Jalen Greens don't come around very often. This right. is a, this is one of those. You just, I understand Kay Cunningham's better right now, but that that top tier of what Jalen Green can be and how he's close enough right now, I would take him number one. Wow, you said a mouthful there, and I totally agree with everything you said. So, if you have any closing remarks, you know, GM Jason. <laughs> um, you know, if anybody has anything to say about this, you can DM me. I'll debate you about it. It'll be fun. We're probably going to have to come up with another one of these near the draft to talk about who we think is going to go where. And um, I'm blinking. Oh, yeah, there will probably be some trades happening. So we'll probably have to trade some draft picks around. So, yeah, this is a moving thing. Uh, I definitely watched so much game film. I literally... 
I literally have 13 pages of notes on these guys. Trust me, I did not just copy and paste from somebody, some random draft website. So yeah, this is yeah. this is this is where we're going with this. That's my closing argument. Closing arguments. All righty. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the hot take series. I hope you enjoyed the mock draft and GM Jason giving him the hat. I mean, there are more to come later on. Maybe we might even fix a couple NBA teams, Minnesota Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Let us help you. Please. <laughs> Get him some milk. They need some milk for real. Uh, or <laughs> Maybe we'll trade uh, Ben Simmons because he needs to go. Um, yeah. Get him a shooting coach or something at work. Send him out. <laughs> <sighs> okay, yeah. So, you know, I'm going to go ahead and drop our socials real quick. So you can follow us on Instagram at underscore addicted, the number two basketball. That's addicted to basketball. Addicted, the number two basketball. Mm-hmm. Also follow us on TikTok. You know, we post like all of our, um, maybe a more visual of our podcast on there. If you ever want to see like, you know, the player, see what they look like, you know, maybe get a, uh, maybe a more visual than just listening to us. You know, something some people are visual. You know, you might want to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow yeah. us at Addicted to Basketball ninety seven ninety eight on TikTok. That's Addicted to Basketball ninety seven ninety eight. Um, YouTube coming soon. More podcasts mm-hmm. coming soon. Thank you for getting on this yes, ride sir. with us. You know what I mean. And we are the Basketball Addicts. I'm Chris Muhammad. I'm Jason Collins. <laughs>